0: what's going on guys this is the sixth podcast of bfo this one's talking about professional hitter breakdowns with by position the first thing i'm going to talk about is catchers so if i were going to evaluate a guy what i would look for first is receiving ability then arm strength then the hit tool arm accuracy and blocking so the reason that arm accuracy and blocking is last is because you can continuously work on that throughout your career yeah you can build some arm strength and receiving ability you can work on as well but A guy who's got a great base of of being able to receive pitches uh, from the pitchers and be able to catch strikes, keep them at strikes type of thing, a guy who's got a strong base is going to make his transition to professional baseball a lot easier because of the fact that guys are throwing so hard nowadays with harder, nastier breaking stuff, etc. So I heard a quote this summer from a professional scout from the Philadelphia Phillies who had the privilege of shadowing multiple times. Uh, His His name's Todd, and he said a catcher is like an umpire if you don't notice him he's probably pretty good and the reason he's saying this is because you're going to notice if an umpire's zones erratic or it's a floating zone you're throwing to a shoebox because he won't be consistent calling the outer half or the inner half of the zone or you're going to notice if a catcher doesn't receive the ball well to his arm side and doesn't stick those pitches and keep them as strikes or he's losing pitches at the bottom of the zone because he's trying to get his thumb underneath instead of raking it in and kind of pulling it up with the pitch, etc. So it. even if a guy doesn't have an above-average arm or is a major league average fringe guy for arm strength, if he has a quick transition on getting the baseball to his hand and his feet work quickly to set up the throw, he still has a chance to throw guys out. So we're talking about like guys like Javi Lopez for a great example of a, of a major league average fringe guy for arm strength. But the other big thing with... But with the arm and throwing is accuracy. I know I had it a little bit later in my list, but um, a, a lot of times guys who have, who may not have as strong of an arm, have an ability to still throw guys out just because they're able to put the ball where they want a the majority of the time. And the guys who have a, a cannon just kind of let it fly. Yeah, the throw might be up top, up high above like the infielder's head. He has to come all the way down for a tag, but the guy who might have not as strong of an arm is able to put the ball right on the bag. Boom, tag you guys out. So, that is kind of how I evaluate for hit or for uh, arm strength, accuracy, etc., receiving ability. Hit tool for catchers is a little bit different. They always say the fastest way to the big leagues is by catching. And I think when you evaluate the hit tool for catchers, it varies from guy to guy. Power production nowadays is, is, is very important and it's probably an immediate focus when looking at the guy. For example, some guy might hit 230, right? And he calls a great game, handles the pitching staff really well, guys love throwing to him but he has a chance to hit 20 homers a year. Yeah, I'd take that guy I, all day long. But another example of a guy like that would be maybe a guy who sprays ball over the field, maybe double digits in homers. Uh, a guy who singles gap the gap and doubles for the most part. And guys who know how to situationally, situationally hit or at a premium, especially at the catcher position, I'm trying to get some production at the lower part of your order primarily. So that pretty much concludes catchers. Now I'm gonna move on to infielders. So, infielders, honestly, hit tool first. If you hit, you play. Fielding abilities next. Arm strength, range, speed, instincts. Um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is the guy should be able to make every routine play. The range is dictated after that. So, if you, you see a guy with balls hit at him, he should be able to. There 10 times out of 10, that's now. 10 times out of 10, that's now. 10 times out of 10, that's now. Routine balls hit you are out. Obviously, nobody wants an infielder with not, so that doesn't have a good arm. A shortstop should be able to go back in the hole and throw a guy out. A second baseman should be able to be behind the bag at second on a backhand and throw a guy out at first. A third baseman should be able to take a ground ball in the backhand from behind the bag and throw it on a long hop on a line or in the air with some, some hair on it to, to first base, not looping all the way across the field. So for me, a mix of speed, quick twitch muscles, and instincts to range to get more balls is something that I definitely look at when I'm looking at middle infielders especially. I will say that second baseman can play with a below average arm as long as they have a way to, uh, way to get the ball into their hand quickly and have a quick transition and release to, to finish a double play ball. And it's not going to harm your staff by making them throw extra pitches because a routine ball for a double play wasn't turning because the guy didn't have enough arm strength. Guys who have an ability to show that they can read barrel angles using what the hitter is telling them, and with what your pitcher is doing that given day, with the way his pitches are moving, the way he's executing in certain counts, or vice versa, or even scouting reports, you'll be able to cheat. As long as you study and remember, or if you have a little note card, that's fine too, obviously. That's pretty common nowadays. Talking about a guy's footwork around the back when they play balls from middle infielders, and like I said, how fast he can get the ball from the glove to his hand and make a throw, or guys who have the right footwork, so they have the ability, so say there is first and second, ground ball hits a shortstop, Second baseman's covering the bag for the flip from the shortstop. He realizes he's not gonna get the guy at first. He's gonna receive, pump fake, gives that spin, and then deliver a strong throw to the guy at third. He might have rounded, he might have shot a competitive play right there. So, a guy's approach and set up on potential double play balls, being able to set themselves up to deliver an accurate, well-located throw to start double play. Accuracy is number one on delivering the feed. Arm strength and, and firmness is second. If you don't have a well-located feet to start out play, you're probably not going to turn it. And this summer, especially watching, I noticed that guys who do have a lot of range never really have to backhand or forehand on the run for a routine ground ball, laterally at least. They may turn it into one for a backhand and forehand, but the guys with great range typically find ways to get around the, uh, the ball glove side and set their feet to make a strong, accurate throw. Uh, You look at how a guy's foot speed compares to his arm speed when he throws. So if a guy's uh, feet are going slow and his arm's trying to go fast, or his feet are fast and he's trying to slow his arm down because his feet are going so quickly, both increase the likelihood of a throwing error. So being able to be consistent with that is important. Now first baseman. I'll be honest with you, this is one of the most undervalued, unappreciated positions on the field, defensively especially. So. I, I'd preferably like a big target, obviously, as most people would. I don't want a guy over there who's just a donkey who hits bombs, but someone who's an athlete and can prevent free bases, errors, or pick guys up on a tough play they're trying to make. And guys who know how to slide their foot and use the entire bag, I can't harp on that enough. I cannot stand when I'm watching a game, college or pro or anything else, And a guy's foot is freaking glued to one spot in the bag and he refuses to move it or slide it. And they pick that spot, they stay there, and then it makes throwing errors in the infielders. In reality, you should have about like, I don't know, eight and a half by eight and a half foot span from side to side and up to get it. So, next is outfielders. Uh, Hit tool first, speed next, arm strength, range, and accuracy for, for the throwing arm. For me, how are his reads off the bat on balls in, over his head, side to side, and the gaps for his right-handed, left-handed hitters? Does the guy have better jumps going to his glove side than his arm side and balls hit on a line or in the air, depending on the right-handed, left-handed hitters of the plate, etc.? Uh, does the guy keep double plays in order when he has an opportunity to? Or, say, the guy you're evaluating is playing right field, for example. If a runner's on first base and a clean base hit hit to him in right, and the runner on first takes a wide turn around second, does he come up throwing through to second base, making it a competitive play for an out? Or is he trying to show his arm off by airing it out to third base? Those are the type of things that you're gonna look at when evaluating just an IQ standpoint for an outfitter especially. I don't care what anybody says, point blank. If you're playing the big leagues, you're playing professionally, all outfitters should be able to throw through all the cutoff men's head to second base. I saw some atrocious throwing arms this summer, and I get some were converted first baseman to outfield and this and that, but good lord, the ball should not be lollipop with fifty feet of air underneath of it, throwing it to a cutoff man, and I get it. and it was supposed to be a competitive play, but the guy had that little of arm strength to do it, so that was something I saw that I definitely believe that all outfielders should be able to throw through the cutoff man's head to second base, and to be honest with you, that pretty much wraps up the positional breakdown on how to evaluate or when you're watching a game kind of how to look at certain guys when you' when you are there. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. All right guys, thanks for listening.